Welcome to The B Word, the podcast for women in real estate who want to unlock the clarity needed to put your big girl panties on and rock your career like the true boss you are. I'm Joanne Bolt, your host, and together we'll dive into the things your broker doesn't teach you in order to own your own path, disown the things getting in the way to finding your place, and stop apologizing for the obstacles you had to overcome along the way. If you're ready to stop playing small and take action in your professional life, this is the place for you. Happy anniversary, you guys. It has been one year since I launched the B Word podcast, and what a year it has been. I got to tell you guys, when I first decided to do a podcast, you know, in the the grand scheme of the business plan, it was not a major player. So if you look at your goals for the year, you typically have that one goal that you want to hit. A lot of time it's whatever revenue we want to make or, you know, the big, the number of transactions we want to close, whatever it is. And then underneath that one piece, you've got your three pillars. The three things are going to help you achieve the one goal. And What you do then is you take a look at it and you go, okay, well, each of these three pillars is going to play a major part of achieving the business goal. And there are typically three to five supporting things under each pillar in order to make that pillar happen, right? Well, the B Word podcast for me wasn't even a pillar. It was one of the supporting pieces to a pillar. It was legitimately just something I wanted to do for fun. You know, I grabbed a microphone. I started recording. My very first episode was an interview with a friend who was in the real estate world. And I just thought, okay, if I can use this podcast to give a voice to the brand, to draw attention to what I'm doing here at Real Boss Women, great. That's fantastic. The biggest surprise I have found along the way is that I love it. And the audience loves it. I mean, they keep downloading the episodes and spreading the word about it. And so as I'm readjusting everything for 2023, the piece that really has occurred to me is, oh my gosh, the podcast just became a pillar. It actually replaced one of my other pillars. And the podcast will now have three to five supporting things underneath it in order to make it a valid pillar for the business. Because It keeps coming to the surface for me in how it shows up and how it rewards me and my audience and how it allows me to serve at such a different level than I ever expected. But it has been a year of learning. And no matter how experienced I was in the business world and running a company, doing a podcast is a lot different. And the learning curve for what I had to figure out along the way probably has made a a few people laugh and that's okay. So I thought I'd dive in and tell you about some of the mistakes I've made and my biggest aha moments. The very first one occurred a few minutes ago. When you're in the podcasting world, I promise you Murphy's Law walks along beside you at all times. It is inevitable that when you go to record an episode, something is going to happen. Today for me, my handy H6 recorder quit working. The batteries in it eroded. Who knew that brand new batteries would do that? So 
My entire equipment setup had to be rearranged and readjusted. I am now recording on something that I used when I first started the podcast, which is Zoom. It's not going to be the best audio. I can't help that. It You just have to be flexible in a world where Murphy's Law comes into play. It is also inevitable when you go record a podcast that if you forget to turn your cell phone on Do Not Disturb, you will hear the little buzzing of notifications all throughout the episode. Or occasionally, Georgia, the dog, you know, she's going to bark at the Amazon guy who's going to show up because you never know when stuff's going to occur while you're in your own little recording studio. So that's been one of my biggest learning moments along the way is the flexibility I've had to embrace is way higher than I ever, ever imagined it would need to be. The next thing I've learned was, you know, it's okay to start small and scale something. If you're going to do a podcast or with any business adventure that you're partaking in, start with what you can handle. You've got to be consistent because if you don't show up all the time in the same manner, in the same way, your audience will lose their, you know, their like and trust of you and they'll stop paying attention. So whether you're an influencer on Instagram or a podcaster, show up and be consistent. So if you don't have the time and energy it's going to take to record for a once a week uh, series, then don't do it. Start with one that you release once a month and then go to twice a month, three times a month. I started releasing episodes once a week. Now we're up to two times a week because I have learned to scale the podcast. When we talk about scaling it, let's move on to the third lesson I've learned, which is understanding metrics and where to find them. I really do think this is a lot like being an influencer on Instagram because you you can have 800,000 followers on the gram, but if people aren't engaging in your post, they're not watching your stories, they're not sharing your information or saving your reels and videos, it doesn't really matter. The same is, you know, kind of true in podcasting world. We really want the subscribers and the platform that you're on when you're podcasting will show you how many downloads each episode gets. But what you really have to learn to do is dive into those metrics. A lot of times you've got to click through to the actual provider, the platform. So you've got to go into the podcaster's log in for Google and Spotify and Apple. And you really need to start to see and understand, okay, great. That episode got XYZ number of downloads, but nobody listened past the first 30 seconds. Well, then great. That episode really didn't do you any good. It didn't serve your audience. So understanding how to read the metrics is a new skill set that I've had to acquire along the way. And it is actually way more fun than I thought it would be. But then uh, you guys know I'm a I'm a numbers geek. The next lesson is something that it does not matter what business you're in. Podcasting is no different. You got to put some systems in place. You can't just hit record and hope to God that the episode happens. I now have a 52-step system for every single episode that I produce. That system has grown and evolved in the last year from hit record to send it to a Fiverr guy to do the editing to put it into Buzzsprout. Yeah, now there's 52 steps in my system on my Trello board. Do those 52 steps make it easier to do every episode? You bet your butt they do because I don't forget one. And I know exactly what I need to do every single time. So it sounds really, really exhausting, but... 
actually, once you get into the rhythm of it, it makes it a lot faster. One of the things I want you to understand if you're going to start a podcast or really any other business is you have to pay attention to the launch. L-A-U-N-C-H, not lunch, launch. In any business you're in, you're constantly launching. If you're in the clothing design business, you're launching this year's seasonal look. If you're a real estate agent, you're launching a listing every time you do it. And you always have to have your systems and processes in place. What I really didn't understand at first with the podcast is the launch is almost more critical than anything else you do. Yes, you need a good cover image for your podcast cover. Yes, you need a great name for your podcast that speaks to what you're going to talk about. You need your name in the name of the podcast, by the way, so that people know who in the heck they're listening to. But if you just hit upload on Buzzsprout or Lisbon or wherever else your podcast is going to be hosted and hope that Apple picks it up, I mean, yeah, that will happen. But if you do a launch correctly to where the weeks leading up to it, you're on social media, you're on other people's podcasts talking about the upcoming launch, you're getting the word out and spreading excitement and buzz about your podcast. Then when that first episode goes out and everyone listens to it, Apple picks it up and will list it as one of the top new podcasts to start listening to. And that will create a lot of following. Don't ignore the launch. If you're going to start a podcast, it is probably the most critical thing you can do. All right. When you are looking at your podcast, another thing to really take into consideration is your ideal client avatar. I know I'm mentioning her again because I talk about her a whole heck of a lot, but it's really no different than if you're in real estate and you're figuring out who you want to sell homes to or you're a travel company and you're figuring out who your ideal traveler is, podcasting is the same. Not only do you need to know what you're going to talk about, you need to have a specific audience in mind and be very consistent when speaking to them. My audience is women in business. Now, we started out this podcast really talking about the real estate aspect of things because that's where I have a whole heck of a lot of experience. But it is okay to evolve and change along the way as you grow the business in the podcast and as your audience evolves. What I have learned throughout the last year is I do have a huge auditorial listeners of real estate agents. They reach out all the time. I also have a really big portion of my listening audience that is just plain women business owners because a lot of what I talk about are the foundations and the fundamentals of having your business. It's not always about just being a real estate agent because quite frankly, I've always said, I'll never teach you how to do a listing presentation, but I might teach you some scripts along the way. So for me, the evolution of this podcast is more women entrepreneurs with a little bit of a real estate niche thrown in there. Now, another lesson that I learned, and I really encourage if you're going to do anything like this, is batch your episodes and keep a few in your back pocket. Yes, it is way easier to get ahead in the system if you have batched your episodes. That way, if you go out of vacation, out of, you know, out of town, you've got a conference coming up, you don't have to worry about having an episode that needs to go live every Tuesday and Thursday. You won't miss it. But what I'm really talking about here is 
having a few in your back pocket that are not even scheduled for release, talking about some subjects that would be relevant no matter what time of year. You don't have a guest host on with you that you're interviewing because of course they want their episode to go out fairly quickly after you um, you know, interview them. But instead have a few things that you can pull out and have scheduled to upload at the drop of a hat when you need it. So for instance, last month when I had the flu and I found I really just, I didn't have the energy to record. I didn't have the motivation to record. And I was coughing every three seconds. I also sounded like I had a frog in my throat. So for me, I needed a couple of weeks of not batch recording to get ahead. And because I had a few episodes in my back pocket that I had never even scheduled for a release, my team and I were able to just pull those out, upload them, treat them as if we had just recorded them. And nobody really knew the difference. And it helped. It helped a whole heck of a lot to stay on track. So not only when you go to launch, should you have five or six episodes ready to roll, and then I like to batch so that I stay ahead of myself by a week or two, I also do encourage you to have that back pocket couple of episodes just in case. Lastly, here's the big thing I want you to understand that I learned along the way in in the podcasting world is it really is very similar to the concept of being an influencer on Instagram or TikTok even. You will reach audiences you're not expecting to reach. But again, if I go back to that concept of the metrics and knowing how to understand the metrics, take a deep dive in. You know, if you're a real estate agent who started a podcast where every week you interview local shop owners or you tell people all about the area you live in and the best places to eat or wine or dine or go shopping, and you go into your metrics and you've got a thousand people downloading every episode, but 999 of them are not even in a state close to where you are. Well, girlfriend, guess what? Your podcast is reaching a potential referral base, people who might move into your area, but it's not doing what you needed it to do in your immediate vicinity. So you're going to have to readjust some of your strategies. And understanding those pieces of the metric are as important as any other thing. And it's also really critical to know that depending on what your ultimate goal and outcome of the podcast is, you may not need a huge following. You know, if you really are just trying to get your voice out there in a different way on great things about your area, you don't need a million downloads a month. But if you are trying to sell a product, a book, a digital course, do coaching, reach an audience like I do across the world of women entrepreneurs, you need a bigger following and you need to make sure that you're reaching them where they are. All right, guys, that's it for me. It is anniversary month here at The Real Boss Women. So I will tell you right now, if you've made it all the way to the end of this episode, congratulations, you are a true boss. Come join me in The Real Boss Women's Facebook community group under RBW community. So Real Boss Women community, come jump in every single day. I'm throwing a small party in the Facebook group. I'm giving away Amazon gift cards. I'm giving away all kinds of stuff because, hey, it's my year anniversary. I will see you guys in the group and here on the podcast again on Thursday. Have a great one. 